Welcome back to the Dream Lab Series podcast. I am life and confidence coach Audrey Diaz Robles. Hello, I'm Sabrina Castillo, your life and business coach. So this is the second season of our podcast, and we're really excited about the guests that we have lined up to come in and speak to you. And our first guest this season is totally awesome. Um, she is the creator of Killer Bodies. She is a dance and training instructor and named one of the top trainers of in New York City in 2019. And that's going to continue because she's just so incredible. Melissa Fernandez. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm excited to see you because for those who don't know or may not have been aware, but we were just with Melissa on Saturday. I was raving about that class to everyone. But before we I felt great. Before we get into that, though, why don't you just share a little bit about who you are, um, what Killer Bodies is, and like what your mission is behind that? Okay, perfect. Well, I'm Melissa Fernandez. I was born and raised here in Brooklyn, New York, and fitness fell into my lap pretty much like every dancer and actress. Like it was just a side job that literally wasn't a dream job. It's not something I sought after. Um, and it became a passion once I started working with women and sharing my story from things as deep as domestic violence and my body dysmorphia. And I realized how much people needed to connect like how in order for them to grow, they really needed a true connection and to feel trusted and to feel seen. So through time and working in the fitness industry, all I felt was as much as I loved it, there wasn't enough people like us. There wasn't enough Latinas or body diversity even just. Um, so you know how when you work with someone else or for other people, you give your everything, but there's not that much growth because it's you're working for someone else's dream, not your own. So in 2015, I decided to create Killer Bodies. And the mission was pretty broad at that point. And it was just like working with people and trying to get them out of that headspace of I can't through movement. Because that's the tricky part. Most people think it's just training. It's just working out. But for me, it's kind of like simplifying the way you see things and using movement and then applying that to everything else. Um, KB is really hard. It's a boot camp. It's really aggressive. So then I realized, and it kind of pushed me to start other formats in order to, to connect with different people, right? Because usually you go into things and if there's a blockage, I won't be able to, to help you grow. Um, and it's just built up into a community on its own. Six years later, right? Six years, 2021. Um, and it's always so hard for me to answer that because it's so amazing. And it is a community of women. It's not only women, but it's women and it's people who have seen so much growth in over the five years. So I just wanted a place where saying home, it would be too much of an extreme, but where you saw yourself and where you believed in yourself and where you stopped using the same line that we've been told our whole lives of I can, or that's not me, or it's not for me and start to take control of the things you want and applying that. So even though it is dance, even though it is fitness, I feel like killer bodies to me is so much more than that. Um, and now what we do is we also have retreats. It's grown into something. We do meetups across the U.S. Um, and I'm excited to see where it grows. I feel like every year has been uh, every year has been amazing. It's been new, and it's also in its own way, kind of through that struggle, it's pushed me to grow and become a better leader. Um, 
so I'm like right now in a place where I'm like, it's hard to define, but I'm so excited yeah. to find out what that's going to turn into. So I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't see, cause I've been to now two of your classes. I went right after our dream lab event in which you led a little exercise for us. And then I'm like, I have to go to her class. And then we did that collab last Saturday when I'm there, I don't feel like I'm in a dance class per se. I feel like I'm in a space where I feel safe to move and be who I really am without any judgment. And I w- had a session last night with one of my clients who attended on Saturday. And she is a total introvert, more introverted than I am. And she said to me, you know what? I was surprised at how quickly I felt safe on Saturday and not judged by anybody else and wondering is are people looking at me am I doing this right I just felt completely free to express myself and in a, in a space with other women in which we were all supporting one another and I'm yeah. like yes she has such a gift for making people feel comfortable and seen and beautiful exactly as they are oh I love that I love that because ultimately that is my goal my goal is I know how dark I know the I know how dark the places our minds can go to are and um, I'm very self-aware and my passion more than getting someone fit because that's you could do that that's something so simple you know we can really break that down and get you there would be to have you feeling amazing to have you feeling that you can to have you understanding that the only thing holding you back is your train of thought um, because I've been moving my whole life it's easy for me to to translate that through physical work. And with women, especially, um, I'm really, I love women. I love, I love us. I love people. I have like a really big heart and I just love making sure and making, I don't ever want to think people can be where I've been at when I've been in dark places or feel bad about themselves or think that because now we're a mom, we can't live our life or think that because you got married or maybe think because you haven't, you know, think that the circumstances that life has given us can limit where we can go, which is usually where we go. Our, our culture, they cap us like in our thirties, you know? And once you haven't yeah. done things at a certain age, the way we're raised is to be like, well, let that thought go and start thinking of something else. My thing right. is life is eternal until we leave this world. You know, like, like we have all these years to kind of continue to chase and continue to add on all these experiences to our life. So for me, it's through dance and movement, but I love that you guys felt that. I felt it immediately one your energy is very like captivating but the there's like something that you do where people where you like celebrate not in like a condescending way like oh don't worry like you're fine but because you do really teach from a place at least I felt where it's really about feeling good and getting connected to like ourselves right and when we're talking about transformation often we talk about like mindset and we talk about like you know trying to build like the discipline that we need but a lot of that sometimes is hard to do because we're not even going inward and we're not connected with ourselves and movement is a big part of that and I I felt that on Saturday um I hadn't had fun like that, like moved and because it's, it's movement, right? And you're, you're doing like these sexy moves and, and it's, and, and the warm up was like cardio. I was just like, whoa, this is, you're, you're moving, right? Like your heart rate <laughs> is going, but it was the type of fun. And, and 
I want to say like the type of fun that I had when, when I was like in college with my girls, right. When we would like back in the day, like I'm 40. So like 106 and park would come on and you would like go to your dorm room and, and like dance. Right. But it didn't matter. Cause you, at least for me, like I'm very fortunate. I was like surrounded by really good friends um, in college. And so like for us, it was just like us girls dancing right no one's looking it's not what you're doing in the club you know that kind of thing and I hadn't felt that kind of space since then and it, I didn't realize how disconnected I was from moving right like actually moving my body in ways that like are just fun yeah we and we make worry. you feel powerful of course I think a lot of what happens to us and I always say this when I talk about love with people how like over time, we love different, right? Because of hurt, because of the relationships that failed, because of whatever, or the way we were brought up. And we were brought in perfect. God made us perfect. And we just put up these shields. And that happens with the way we carry ourselves. And that happens with the way we dance and move. You become a professional. I can no longer do that in front of someone because of how I'm going to be judged. Or something as simple as you just lose sight. And it's like you said, before the transformation, and that's exactly what I want the classes to be. It's about self-awareness. Like, who am I today? You know, I kept saying we compare ourselves to other people or sometimes our best version that we were once before. And that steals joy and that steals possibilities. Yesterday in class, right after class, I was like, I was having a great day. And I went down this rabbit hole of like, even though there's so many things to celebrate, I will like pinpoint the one thing that I need to still grow in. And it will steal everything from me. So in class, before we even start to try to be sexy, it's about where are you at today? You know, and I know it can be nerve wracking and I, I read the room and I see some people and they're super serious and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to lose them. But uh, it definitely is something that ties together in the end. And a lot of times it's hard in those sections of class when you're like, why is she killing us? I get you worked up because when you're doing that cardio, you don't have moment to think yet. You know what I mean? That's yeah. in the moment that you're like, what the hell is she making us do before we even try to calm down? then you're breathing, then you're looking around and you're like, okay, all right. She looks like me and she can do it because usually that's what we think. Or she's older than me and she can do it. Or she's not as flexible either and she can do it. And we stop comparing ourselves to these examples that we see on social media that we have to live up to. And you start to encompass that. And it's literally all attitude. And you guys look so great. And it was such a great group of women also because your community, everyone in it is so... Uh, they're so professional and empowering, but more so they're also very loving, you know, mm -hmm. like it's, I love that. And that's like what I'm about, just creating that environment of love and giving back. Cause I think I've been lucky like you to have been surrounded a long time by um, people who are there to support and, and just applaud. But we forget that there's a lot of people who live a life that they don't have that, that yeah. support system, you know? So for them, these experiences are everything. Cause they're like, wow, I've never been in a room where women clap for me. Right. You know, you really touched me on Saturday while we were in the middle of the of the exercises because you just stopped and then you looked back at us and you said what you just touched upon now that sometimes we compare ourselves to other people. But like you, I related to you so much because I compare myself to me. So after I had my two boys, I was like in the best shape ever. Uh, I had been in a test group for a program. I had abs. I was so lean. And then I had Zane. So even though I don't want to be as lean as I was back then, it's so hard for me to think like, oh, well, I used to look like that, but now I'm much thicker. And that plays with my head. 
And when you touched upon that, I felt seen. And then you said, you know, you can't do that to ourselves because it was a, a different stage in our life. It's not like everything has been the same. Now I'm handling three kids and so many other things that I can't possibly say that I'm supposed to be that way. Yeah. You know, but I am still beautiful and sexy as I am right now. Yeah. And you gained so much things yeah. also mm-hmm. from that time. And I say that because I that's exactly how I feel. And and being in the position that I'm in. Sometimes I'll go as deep. My insecurities run deep. Sometimes I'll be like, if a class doesn't do well, I can take it because I suffer from that mental body disconnect. I can take it as far as, oh my God, maybe people aren't signing up because of the way I look. Or maybe I'm not the trainer that, you know, I'm not shredded enough or I used to be this or I used to be that. Um, It just brings us to an unhealthy place. Yeah, you can get back to that. But are the sacrifices you have to make now to get back to that worth having that? You know, sometimes you have right. to, because you have three kids and the little one is still so little and he needs mm-hmm. so much from you and you look just as amazing, even more amazing. But I understand. I understand because it's kind of like the, at that moment, you know how hard you worked for it then. So I right. think what we, what we hold up high is not so much what we actually look like or what we have, because the same thing goes with when you have a house, you, like it's the energy and the dedication and the commitment that it took to get somewhere and that you start to kind of like value it so much. Um, but definitely we have to have those self checks and we have to stop ourselves because if not, it's never ending. Like I said yesterday, like if I don't stop myself and say, be quiet, <laughs> silence your mind, breathe, pray, meditate, whatever it is you have to do, um, it's it can take over and it sends us, especially after last year, that's been such a like paused year, filled with so many great opportunities and growth, but also filled with a lot of, dark spaces for a lot of people, a lot of loss. It's not our job now to kind of live in that loss. It's our job to kind of lift ourselves out. Because if we continue to live in like 2020 and 21, we're not going to get out of it. So now I'm trying to like look back and say, oh, it was a tough year, but I picked up so much from it. I've connected like with you guys. I've connected with so many powerful people that maybe if I hadn't gone virtual or even been more present in social media, I wouldn't have had the opportunity because we're not in our day to day. So I'm trying to come into this new year and trying to bring that energy also to the community where everything is possible again. You know, like even if I am 37, even if I've been doing this for six, 10 plus years, it's more like, what can I learn now? What can I bring now? And how can I reroute all of this time I spend nitpicking everything I'm doing wrong into what can I do right? Yeah. It's so interesting to me. I think like when you're self-aware it's 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 a practice right it's a practice for me I think like my late like my early 30s were rough because I was comparing myself to my 22 year old self I didn't have kids at 30 but I just I don't know I was just like a different person right and that comparison is hard but also like we see other people doing things right so it's interesting to hear both you and Audrey talk about how you feel like there's like somehow your bodies are not enough some days, right? Because I'm sure you guys get a lot of like, I mean, I'm just like, damn, they look good. Like <laughs> that perfect hourglass like thing. But I look at it as like an admiration because I am in a place where I love my body as well. I you know, that. not like a, oh, I wish I had it. Like, I'm just like, good for them, you know? <laughs> um, But I'm curious to see like, how does someone even begin like, 
being part of like your community because one thing that I came away from there I don't know if you just hyped me up but I was like maybe I could learn choreography like maybe I could <laughs> dance I don't know maybe just no one ever taught me I don't know but I did come out of there with a sense of like you know like I wasn't great but I'm okay with that like I, you've been dancing for you know your whole life like that's literally my I first think you were great that was your first choreography that was class. my first choreography since I was like in eighth grade and <gasps> when I was in eighth grade the only reason why I didn't keep going I was at the YMCA and we did like a choreography thing right but I I did suck again you're in eighth grade and I didn't have the awareness I have now it was my first choreography and the girls I was dancing with that had been there like you know they've been dancing since they're three years old right yeah and because I didn't dance like them I just never went back I was like oh never doing that again right but I kind of always wanted to you know you are the 95 percent though that's exactly what it is and we're not forgiving when we're doing something new. Yeah. And so for those who are looking at anybody who's like, I could never do that. Like my body could never move that way. Let's say they are just curious. Like what would you say to that person as they might be like a first time um, person? Because like for me, like I was, it was my first time in your class, but I have a, a sense of community that was there that I already know. I met you before. I have Audrey who's like hyping me up. She's like, we got this, you know, and not everyone's going to walk in that way. But I guarantee you, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, I could never go alone. Trust me, the minute you walk in, I know you'll be like so safe and so comfortable. But what would you tell to that person who's like, I could never move like that ever? Well, I would say it's a community I built or it's a class I built, especially moves for that person it's a I I didn't want to give a I didn't want to dumb down choreography because I think that's so bad when you prepare people to think well you need the easy route you don't it takes time to even shut out the noise so when I I always have this joke when people come to my class whichever format they choose um that they need to give me three chances <laughs> because usually the first one you're really overwhelmed at what's happening but let's flip the script like I'm very comfortable in my body I have a lot of coordination because of my experience. But when I go into things, I own a business, but a big insecurity of mine is how I run my business, right? Because I never did anything. I never went to school for it. So it's the same way you guys come at me. Um, I'm like, but I get scared and I have to, and when I mess up, I beat myself down so much. And I kind of, instead of leaning in, I'll lean away and just like shut my computer and be like, well, (laughs) and then there's no growth. So what I would tell people is come in and be open and, and, Again, practice the non-comparing because you don't know everyone's story in the room. So when you see a person get a, a, a combo, you don't know if they've done it before. You don't know if they've been dancing for 20 years. But what you do know for me is that movement is a great practice of mindfulness because in order to get it, you really have to silence, again, the noise. You really have to step away. And as a mom who struggled with even the title mom for a lot of years, um, someone who has a, who anyone all of us have a lot of things going on in our life that is super necessary that that disconnect that time away like my moment in my studio makes me better when i'm outside of my studio like it helps me release connecting with people helps me so one if, if you've ever been that curious if you've ever had that dancer in you if you're pulled by music you are a dancer even if you feel that you have two left feet you do need to give it time 
And what you would have to do, just like discipline and just like learning how to do a push-up and and learning how to do a squat or learning how to work in Excel, you have to give yourself time and like a mini goal and say, you know what? I'm going to give myself three months of attending a class once a week and pushing myself even when I feel ridiculous and when I don't know it, understanding that everything takes practice. Um, what we see is the end result in everything. We always see that, oh my gosh, you look so good. We don't know what it takes to get there. So that goes in with everything in life, but that's kind of what I want people to understand when they walk in, like chill. You know, I'm gonna celebrate you and the little eight counts you're gonna make because I know how far we can take it. And I'm a professional in this field, so I know how it works. Everyone can dance. Some people might just need more time than others. So like in that class, you guys learned that in an hour. If we had, for example, like the intensives that I do, if we had three days of work, you know, imagine that. Imagine you would have left and came back another day and that day would have been dedicated to polishing. And then you came back the next day and that day would have been de dedicated to performance. You look so hot at the end of one hour. Just imagine if you would have taken that same routine and like smoothed it out, you wouldn't tell me, oh my God, I'm not a dancer. You'd be like, girl, look at me. And the reason I love videoing everyone is not to embarrass them. When you're nervous and you're looking in the mirror, you're looking through that nervous fog and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But when you go home and you check yourself out, even if it wasn't that great, you're gonna be like, oh, but wait, I look cute in that little section. You know, when you step away from the situation and I love to see your faces when you check yourselves out and say, oh, I wasn't that bad at all. There's something so great about that. And I didn't do that, you did that. And when you can feel great about something you did, that's priceless. No one's gonna steal that from you. Your boss, I always say that your boss can't fire you and take that away from you. Your husband can't like, you did it and that was all you and that was all your confidence. And you're doing things that the majority of people could only sit back and wanna do, but are always so hesitant to do. So I think it's something super empowering. I can attest to that because right after our conference, I went up to you and you're like, yeah, I have a class on Monday. It's gonna be a salsa class. And I'm like, I can't dance salsa. And you're like, it doesn't matter, just come. So I walk in thinking like, okay, she's gonna teach me the basic steps because I don't know them. And you did it. <laughs> you just went <laughs> straight into it. And I was like a deer in headlights, like, oh my God. But like, again, you just have this gift for making us feel comfortable. So I'm like, I'm just going to move. <laughs> and you're so right. Like by the end of it, I looked at the video. I'm like, okay, I know that wasn't great. But you know what? It wasn't as bad as I was thinking yeah. it was in my head. And that felt good. Um, but I, I want to talk to you about something else because you know, it, people always say that you and I look alike and part of it is our body structure. And <laughs> growing up, <laughs> big <Yeah>. lower half, <laughs> growing up, um, it was something that I hated. Yes. Because I grew up, I grew up um, in a school that had very little diversity. So I knew I didn't look like the other girls and I was embarrassed. I felt like, okay, I'm fat is what I would tell myself. And then yeah. as I got a little older, I got attention from older guys because of the way that I was shaped. So there was always kind okay. of this feeling like I had to hide my body. And maybe that's why I'm so inhibited with my movements because I felt like I, I have this sexy body that I'm not allowed to move. I'm not allowed to show it to people. And especially growing up in a very conservative household, religious household, um, what do you say to women that feel that way? Like, I'm not allowed to move. I can't be so sexy. I can't flaunt this. I say it's not your problem. It's theirs. 
we're taught this whole time. Yeah, we're taught to fucking, I'm sorry, I'm crazy. <laughs> but we're taught to like, be, be weary of everyone else around us. We're not taught to, to feel good about ourselves. For example, that simple action that came from you being raised and, and being respectful and, and be careful. But what it did was you internalized it and then you feel that you're responsible, that you're not good enough or not good enough. That's not the word, but like, because of the way I am, I can't do what others can do. And that will translate to other areas of your life. Um, I'm the same way. I grew up, but for different reasons, like because I was in dance and acting and I, there was also no diversity ever in the professional dance or acting world. Um, only strippers look like me, right? <laughs> That's kind of how I was shaped. And if I would say people I was a dancer, that was like the reaction I got. Um, but there was a lot of self-hate for myself. And it never showed because I, I have a good... I have a good mask I can put on, but there was always a lot of, um, that's how I love when Sabrina says, talks about herself. Cause you don't know what a blessing that is when you feel the opposite, you know, not every woman feels like me. Some women are comfortable. Like I love when I train a person and we can we have a consultation and they tell me, I love my body. I just want to move. I love that because that should be the reason why we move. I came from a place where I started to move to see how much I can do to change the way I look, you know? And my parents didn't have the proper verbiage, like the proper words to teach me. Like what they would say is you're always going to look like that, Melissa. So love yourself. Right. But I didn't know what that meant to me. It meant, oh, so I'm always going to be fat. I'm always going to be out of shape. What they meant was God made me this shape. Use it. Now that we're in this field, I try to flip it and I try to say I have a really strong body. My legs are crazy strong. That's like my powerhouse, you know, and it's true now media and the trend is different so now i'm trending right this shape <laughs> now it's now it's like how can i get there um but it is really hard for me i've had to learn and my it's funny because my mom always makes fun of me but we have a great relationship and she's so like up to date and she does a really good job at knowing that this is how i am so she doesn't really ever tell me i really say you can't be that way she just laughs at me and she's like i love i wish i were like you i love that you're very unapologetic about who you are, how you move and what you do. But it took a long time. It took yeah. a lot of failed relationships. It took people trying to beat me down when I would open up about my insecurity. I'm with a person now that does a good job at letting me be me. Never That's with so any. Important. I love that. Um, it's the first time ever in my life where my relationship isn't the one sucking my energy. To the point that when I met my husband, I was like, is this even it? You know, I was so used to drama and I was so used to passion and drama and making that equal love that when it was very calm and respectful, I was like, what's up with this dude? Like, <laughs> is this even bad enough? Yeah, uh, yeah no, no. I, I, I literally thought something was missing for a long time because that's how toxic I was trained. You know, like I, I thought that that somebody that was with me had to be jealous to show me that they cared. Or yeah. somebody that was with me would tell me to cover up because why would he want? Because I was trained to think like, that's my body. Why would I want everyone else seeing it? With right. Numir, he's very like, you look great. If you feel comfortable, you know, to him, it's like, I just want you to be confident and comfortable. Um, with women, going back to that topic, again, I just try to, before we even think about that, why do we feel that way? And why do we feel uncomfortable? I have women of all sizes. Um, in my class. And sometimes the sexiest aren't the ones that have the six pack like what you would think, you know what I mean? And they feel different because sometimes they feel that everyone feels uncomfortable if they act a certain way. And again, I say, 
it's not their it's not your problem it's theirs being around women of so many different sizes and shapes has helped me overcome mine because you you realize that my issue is not really unrelated to my body i thought it was but when you see every single shape and size come at you with the same narrative it's just that we've been taught to watch out to incite to watch out to not to not be too sensual to not be too loud everyone has felt that way whether it's been through words or body or movement we've all kind of like internalized this let's not make noise not let's not ruffle the feathers that's not yeah i i don't know how to how to put it down but with age the good thing is and that's what i understand now when i was younger and my older friends would be like in your 30s in your 40s i used to be like whoa what's going to happen um I love how unapologetic I am about it, you know? And even the other day, I was trying to have a conversation with myself, which I have many, and it was a convo about myself. Like, Melly, what if you continue to do the work you're doing and you don't see physical change, like you, tell your, like, like you would tell someone, right? What if I continue to do all the right things and this is the best it is? As, as sad as that sounds, as sad as it sounds, is it really that sad? No, you know what I mean? Like, it's not because what you're yearning for is just commitment and dedication to yourself. You should really not chase things that, for example, if I'm 5'8", I can't be 5'4", you know, no, no work in the world. So am I going to live my whole life stressed out about being too tall or am I going to use my height to my advantage and say, well, mm -hmm. this is what it is. So for us, it has been a struggle, but also just like Sabrina says, we forget that there's like a whole other universe that looks at you as body goals, you know, and, and it's literally how would I say it? Because it's, it can't be a lie. You can't just like put a facade and say, I love it. But it's literally working through that and, and trying to reroute the train of thought. I'm powerful. I'm super strong. I look sexy. And if they, if that's on them, not me, like you have no fault at being so fucking fabulous and sexy and, <laughs> and juicy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all of our lives we've been put in this container and you're helping us open it up and breathe and give ourselves space to just be who we are. Powerful, because, sexy, fantastic. Because even when you don't have the, like I didn't, I'm tall and all shorts look short on me. Like I never grew up, my parents telling me I couldn't wear shorts or midriffs. Like I, I was pretty free and allowed to do what I wanted to do because I think I was always with my parents. So they're like, where did whatever. you grow up? She's Sabrina? always with us in California, okay. in LA. Um, and so you know, I, I felt very comfortable, but it's still this unconscious narrative as like the older you get, the more you don't do that. And I do think that somewhere between like 28 and 30, like, I, I don't know, somewhere around those ages, I was like, oh, I'm getting older, like I shouldn't be doing certain things. And now that I'm 41, I'm like, dude, when I was 22, like, I I loved the joy that I lived with and I just want to get back to that, you know, but not in the same place that I was in because I'm just a different person, but I know there are sides of me that are fun and joyful and seek movement like that, but I suppressed it for so long and that's all on me, right? That's just me. That's no one telling me I shouldn't do something. My husband's not that type either. Um, if anything, he's like, yeah, go for it, you know? <laughs> Uh, it all benefits them in the end, not because of the way you're moving, but because if you're confident, it just brings much more happiness, not only to yourself, but everything around you, right? Because you're, like you said, you're not 
you know, to be honest, when we're not confident, we are the ones sucking the energy out of mm-hmm. everything around us because yeah. we're constantly seeking for validation. We're constantly seeking for approval. And when we don't get it, we get super frustrated. Right. So um, it's, it's a long it's a journey. Right. It's ongoing. But I, I that's what I loved about the class, that it just brought me back to a joyful side of me that I for, kind of forgot about. I didn't feel. I didn't think it was missing until I had it, and I'm like, "No <laughs> more." We forget that we're supposed to play. Also, it's like yes. all work for us all the time. Playing yes. is good, but we need play too. Yeah, we're supposed Which, to live life at each moment fully, yeah. and unfortunately, and that's natural and happens to everyone. Responsibilities come in, and they kind of we start prioritizing, and we we tend to think that's not as important as everything else. Luckily, mm-hmm. my job involves that. I do something that I literally love and have fun. And even if it's five o'clock and I'm like at that, cause I'm human. And you're at that moment where like, oh, I don't want to do this right now. By the time it's nine o'clock, I am so happy I did. So I'm already programmed that way that I know I'm going to feel great after this, even when I don't want it, even when it's a struggle, even when maybe that class was not all it for me, I'm still like, Ooh, I got that out of the way. Um, but when we skip those moments, when we're not living life fully, it starts to build up and I feel like it starts to mute a part of you. You know, like you said, you didn't even know it was missing because you muted mm-hmm. it for so long. It wasn't even calling yeah. your name anymore. You were like, okay, cool. Um, I also think sexy is different at each age. So yeah. it's not about us having to dress the way I did at 21. Like I still dance. And sometimes I'm like, I watch videos of me when I go out and I'm so embarrassed, like, oh my God, Melly, cause you go so crazy. But <laughs> it's also what I feel that right then. Right. So it's kind of like, who are you today? What does fun mean to you today? What is sexy today? I think back to 24 year old me who thought the worst of herself, but I'm like, I look back at pictures now and I'm like, you were so cute. You were so amazing. You were so happy. I'm happy now, but I was, can you imagine a person even 20 times happier, 20 times more energy, but guys, there was no self-love and no confidence. All I did was project on my partners, whoever was around me. It's like you said. So it didn't matter that I was like this magical little unicorn. (laughs) Um, I didn't know it. So I didn't demand it from anyone. Yeah, I wasn't getting what a person from the outside thought. I've always been, again, I've always been someone who people have shown so much love to. And it's always been like, oh, Melly, Melly, Melly. But inside, I wasn't, it's embarrassing when I talk about my past relationships. I wasn't demanding what I probably deserved because of what I was giving. simply because I wasn't in a place in my life where I was valuing who I was, or even I had dropped out of college. So in my family, that was like so bad. And I decided to go the route I took. And for a long time, and I love talking about this because a lot of people got their life together young. I started my company at 30, you know? Uh, I started teaching at 27, but I started my company at 30. I got married at 30. I had my first baby at 31. So if anyone's listening to this and they feel behind. You're never behind. And if you started at 40, that's fine. And if you started at 50, guess what? That's still a good 20 or 30 years left of doing your own thing. If you started at 60, that's what I admire. So I had to redefine what success was to me when I look at people. And success for me wasn't really things I can attain. It was people who live their life fully. Mm -hmm. So when I see people who are like, you know what? I quit at 55 and I started traveling the world. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Start to chase what you want because we we tend to live to va- be validated by, for me, my parents validate me. Like that's the biggest thing in my life is like, oh, I hope they're happy. I hope I'm not. And at the end, you know what? They're happy about everything. 
they might have their opinions, but it's only you in the end and the people around you and what you want to build. So I don't know. I, I tend to, that's what I keep telling myself. At 37, what do I want by 40? I just want to continue to be me and not let the circumstances around me change me anymore or mute anything about me like I have in the past, because that's, those are years I can't get back. Yeah. You know, all the mistakes, no one cares about that. All like the, the hiccups, what you care about is like, oh, I can't get that time back. No one's worth my peace. No one's worth right now my tears. Um, I want my kids to see a mom who lives life happily and is happy so she can make them happy and not take their frustration out on them. And I want the person next to me. He's very introverted and he's very quiet and he sometimes finds me to be too much, but because <laughs> I'm the one that's like, it's a beautiful day. Wake up. Why aren't you smiling? Why aren't you? So that can be annoying too, but that's my role in this relationship. Um, but as women, especially, we have to not get lost. I feel like men don't get as lost as we do because they are born into this role, right? That community has fed to them as they're the caretaker. They're supposed to be the provider. And I think it's pretty straightforward. But for us, we have a lot of different roles that we're taught that we just have to handle. And you're not supposed to complain about being a mom, right? Because that's what nature wants you to be, like some bullshit like that. But no, that that's also to me, the hardest thing out of everything I do is that role yeah. for me. You know, the hardest one that I literally sometimes I'm at the top and I'm like, and have to breathe and have to catch myself to not repeat the same things that were done to me or like, you know, like it's just so much work back and forth. Um, but my passion is women and my passion is us, us tapping into who we want to be. And that can change every day too. You might want to be the sexiest sex pal on earth today. And then tomorrow you're like, you know what, I'm going to go back and that's okay. We have free will and we can change and be whoever we want. I love that. So, yeah, I mean, you hit so many points there. This could go on for another hour. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, talk too much, guys. <laughs> no, no, we love it. One of the reasons why we really wanted to do a collaboration and there's more to come, guys, was because it's like you said, right? You can build the discipline. You can go through the transformation. Audrey and I talk a lot about mindset. But if you can't enjoy life, right? If you can't enjoy yourself, if you can't just enjoy the time that you have with yourself and with those around you, then what's the point, right? Like even like my family, we we have a restaurant and and Audrey grew up in a family where there was a brick and mortar, which just it takes a lot of your time. You you have to be somewhere, right? Same thing. And I always tell my husband, I'm like, if we if we can't enjoy this time right now, then what's the point, right? And so mm -hmm. it's really about understanding what that is. And for guys, it's easy because it's all around them, right? Like they could just sit and watch football all day and they're happy. But for us, I I think it's I just want to tell everyone, I think it's worth going on Killer Bodies, doing one class, um, just so you can understand what fun is like for you. Because I will say this much, I want to almost bet that women who are listening to this might be curious, but if you're having this thought like, oh, like I, I don't even know what fun is anymore, right? And you tend to lean towards like the things that are you're supposed to be doing because they're trending right now. So like cooking classes and yoga, mm -hmm. I'm not nothing against those. Right. But th that's because that's just what's very accessible. I want to encourage you to like step out of that box 
and like Audrey can talk more about it, step into that feminine side of ourselves that it's, it's the way we were built. It's not that you don't have it. And I'm not saying dancing sexy is the only way to get in touch with that, but it's one worth exploring for sure. Yeah, to get into that feminine energy, which is the reason that we wanted to connect with you. I know that you, I wish that I lived closer. But you did inspire me to take salsa classes. Love that. And I already have a date in December that I'm going with a friend back to Killer. Yeah, so... <laughs> We're excited, I'm excited about that too. Uh, let people know where they can find you. I know you have the the movement retreats. I don't. I can't remember what they're called. So just let people know what they are for those who. So for those who are not in New York City and you can't go to your studio, just let them know where they can find you virtually. And if they want to travel with you, because those look like a lot of fun, let yes. people know about those. So if you're not in New York City, that's super easy. All our classes are hybrid on the schedule. Um, and if there's ever a specialty class that I'm doing in person, people have reached out and been like, can it be virtual? I'll stream. I sometimes for like those special classes don't stream because I think that human connection is so important. But again, we do a lot of hybrid. That's the new normal now. Um, you would just go to killerbodiesnyc.com and you can find our classes, our schedule, information on killercations. Those are the fitness uh, retreats that we do about four times a year. And we have one dropping this month and we have Spain dropping next month. Uh, super excited. I'm looking forward to meeting new people. Um, again, DM me, email me, wherever you need. I'm always here to help you out. Uh, my whole thing is to get us moving to, to help us gain control back of ourselves and of our lives through movement. That's truly what that is. And I'm so happy to have connected with Audrey and Sabrina. Like we said, this is only the beginning. I love you guys. I love the community you built. I love your vibes. And it's so refreshing to connect with people and be able to relate on so many different levels. So I love us, heart. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Yes. <laughs> and and you're so game for anything because for anybody who was at the Dream Lab event, <clears throat> there was a it, it was it's a full day conference. You're doing a lot of inner work. It's it's mentally exhausting, but it's all good work, right? And Nelly just like it was just like a it was an impromptu. Like people might think it was scheduled, but it wasn't. Yeah, they it was scheduled. I was like, no, they were like, hey, do it. I was like, okay. And Audrey was like, because I was sitting next to you, and yeah. she was like, ask her if she can do it, and I was like, okay. And the fact that you were so game was amazing. So we're forever grateful for that. But we thank want to thank you. you for coming on today. And no, we'll definitely, you know, have you back and, and continue this this conversation. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. Kisses all over. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. I love her energy. <laughs> yeah, God really gives you what you need at the right time. Because I could tell you personally, I'm in a stage in my life right now in which so many things have changed. I've worked so hard in my life and then having three kids, it's exhausting because we're always on whatever yeah. I'm doing, even if I do have a moment to sit down and watch something in my mind, I'm like, okay, but what's my checklist of things that I have to do? And did I do this? Did I do that? Ashton needs right. this, Adrian, Zane, blah, blah, blah. But I realized, especially through her classes and trying to get into my feminine energy, not being in my masculine all the time, that I need that 
play in my life. Yeah, that has brought me so much joy. So it's been about a month now since our event. And I went to her class right after that. Um, And now I'm doing weekly salsa dancing. And I feel like I'm thriving. Yeah, I have all the work I have the rest of the week. But I know I have this time for myself where I just move, forget about everything else. I even forget about my phone and who could be texting me or emailing me and I just move. Yeah. And I feel so much younger, so much empowered. And that's thanks to Meli. Yeah. And you are somebody who wore working hard as like a badge of honor for so long. And that, Mm -hmm. that sacrificed parts of you for me. I don't know if it's the eight. I, I, I think, I think if I had not done the work to really, be aware of myself and understand what it means to um, live a life where I'm really trying to do just the things I want to do, right? I don't think I would feel as good. I'll put it to you this way. If I was the same person I was when I was 28, being 40, I'd be miserable. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be miserable, right? I'd be like, oh my God, I'm 40 and nothing's ever happened for me, right? All these things. Um But what I will say is that the class reminded me of a part of me that it's just fun, right? And I think that we generally forget what it's like to have fun. And we start to, to. Yeah. And we also start to embody things that by default just sort of happen. So if you ask moms like what they do for fun they'll be like oh like I love spending time with my family and I like to go do these things with like everything like eight out of ten will include your kids and I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that that's a bad thing but there are things that get to be yours outside of work family and just traditional working out right um Mm -hmm. and this is one thing that I, I think everyone should explore I think it's fun and what's interesting is that when you do bring up this very vulnerable space of your body, right, moving, there were some conversations I had with people who were like, oh, I, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, like, I, I'm not going to push anyone into doing something they don't want to do. But before you say it's not me, I would venture to try it. Because mm-hmm. then you'll really know if it's you. something that you enjoy or not, right? Yeah, what's causing you to say that? What are you fearful yeah. of? What are you avoiding? Is there someone's judgment that yeah. you think you're going to For me, what's very interesting, I'll tell you this quick story, is I I like thrills. Like, I like roller coasters. I like all those things. But for a lot of time, this just happened to me, the edge in New York City, you can climb the outside of it. Mm-hmm. And I have cousins who are coming into town, and they're really hyped on it, right? And I was too. But now I question everything. I'm like, why do you want to climb that, right? And the reason why I was a thrillist growing up is because I'm the only girl. So you do things to keep up with the boys just because, right? But every time that I would go into being a thrillist, like jumping off a cliff or something, the anxiety I would get is ridiculous. And I couldn't show it, right? So technically, I don't really like those things. I just got good at pushing through that anxiety, right? And I was like, I don't want to climb the edge. Like, it's not even because I'm scared. I just have no desire. I already know what that feeling is going to feel like. I know it's going to feel great. But is it something that in the end I'm going to be like, you know, no. Like, it took me a a while to really feel comfortable with feeling like I can miss out on something, right? So there are things that maybe you've tried that you realize are not for you. 
But I can honestly say that I'm not into that thrill stuff because I've done it for so long, right? And I already know what that's going to be. In this case, I hadn't done that. So I couldn't say I don't move like that because I hadn't tried it. It's like I said earlier, it's this container and we are slowly coming out of it and shedding everybody's expectations or what we should be for other people and just discovering who we really are. And one thing that I'm big on right now is just saying yes to anything that makes me uncomfortable, anything that scares me, anything that's new, because I never know what's on the other side of it or what I could learn about myself. And also for those of you that are, that are mothers, it's like, you know how sometimes we find those pictures of us in high school and we were like, oh, I wish I was as as fat as I thought that I was. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the same thing with Melissa's classes with killer bodies because we lose that love for our bodies as yeah. we become mothers because there's so much change. So why not tap in in a safe, intimate space to rediscover yourself? Because yeah. when was the last time that you truly felt beautiful exactly as you are and sexy exactly as you are? Yeah. I am not. So I was actually, I guess, the most fit I had been after I had my first son because of working out with you and, and doing everything. And I haven't been able to get back to that after I had Camila. Um, but I'm okay with it. And I know that I'm self-aware enough to maintain a level of discipline and consistency that may not be what it was but I know that over time because I'm not going to let myself give up on feeling good and moving like it's just part of what I do now um I know that when I get there it'll be great but if like Melissa says if this is the best there is then I'm also happy with that you know um I'm not missing out on anything right like I'm not shying away from my kids pictures like I'm in every picture sometimes I look at pictures and my husband's like can I post this? I'm like, I don't need to look at it. Like, I'm fine with whatever comes out of that picture. I'm not editing. I'm not like pre-selecting pictures anymore. Like if someone took a picture and I'm in it, I'm fine with it. I am not going to tell someone not to post something because I know that this is who I am right now. And that is so freeing. This is who I am. So literally he'd be like, I'm going to post this picture. You want to take a look at it? I'm like, no. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine. That's a beautiful space to be. Yeah. And I'm not, and I consciously know I'm not where I would like to be, right? Like there's still work I want to do. There's still things I'm trying to do, but I I do really love where I am right now. And I think if anyone's listening to that, it just takes putting yourself first and, and trying little things, right? And this is one of them. So I loved... I really love the class on Saturday. Also, Melly really does make you feel seen and at home very quickly. Safe. Safe, yeah. Safe. Mm-hmm. Safe. So thank you all for listening. Um, we are back on Fridays. So tune in for more episodes to come. We want not only this season, but 2022 to be transformative for you. And we're going to continue to bring stories to you that continue to inspire you and get to work on the things that will really move the needle in your life. Amen to that. Yes. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday.